0: Well, how about that? We got a super chat to start the party before I even make an appearance, Matt. Five Nevin, five nine seven five four Matt. I appreciate that super chat. Appreciate the three spot. Everyone else out there who's showing us support by smashing the thumbs up, sharing this message. I appreciate all of you guys within this community so much. We are just getting started. So much momentum, and we're gonna continue hitting it hard now to get everyone caught up. Let's get everyone caught up on where we are at over the last year. We predicted that the bear market was going to be begin in December. We said a lot of this crap was going to go away. We listened to Brad Gowinghouse. 99% of crypto was the number he gave us. We always listen to what Brad has to say. But uh, fast forward, we finish off a Shemitah year. Very important cycle that we began to understand last year. As we rolled into the Shemitah year, we said, guys, it's gonna get shaken up and we're most likely gonna see a pullback in the markets cryptocurrency space. Most definitely gonna be going through a bear market, but we also see the rest of the space, the rest of the financial sector, the rest of the economy, the stock market, the bond market having its worst year in uh, decades. What a year it's been, right? And remember, it's important to focus on not just your current understanding, but keeping an open mind. When you come across some things that you haven't heard of when you're listening to me and you're new here and you're just trying to get tuned in and get uh, tapped in on another level, understanding this reality at another level that allows you to be prepared emotionally, financially, spiritually on every single level to fight this battle out against this evil, the people, the wealthy, whoever you want to call them, the elite, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Whatever deal you think it is, whatever table you think's controlling the world, I'm telling you right now it's up to us to control our situation, continue pressing forward, and continue resisting this evil. As we see, we went through a crazy election cycle. Eclipse energy brought down the cryptocurrency space with the complete sacrifice of the whole space. And it was FTX is taking the blame, FTX, Sam bankman Freed, with the setup here that we're going to expose here once again tonight. I'm going to go through this rapid fire. I appreciate everyone for tuning in with me tonight to start off this episode. Oh, by the way, uh, quick announcement before we get on into the update. This Saturday, I'm going to be having an interview with Molly Elmore, okay? Uh, She has been putting out some great stuff on Twitter. We've been following her, uh, putting together some good documents, uh, good pieces of work in regards to this new financial system, CBDCs, the BRICS nations, the deals that are happening. And so we're gonna be having her on the show. That's gonna be this Saturday and let me check, uh... Sorry, I had to double check my calendar. That's going to be 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be having Molly Elmore on the platform. Everyone, set your calendars. Hit that notification bell so that you guys can catch that live stream. That's going to be a live stream, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, That's going to be Saturday. Okay. Hope to see you guys there. That's going to be after I do my weekly call with my Discord group. Every Saturday, 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, we do our weekly Discord call. And then you guys know the new schedule. That's Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. We are locked in for those three dates. But you know how I roll. That doesn't stop me from dropping content on a daily basis, popping up for an impromptu live and impromptu rant. Sometimes it has to be done, just as we've been covering over the last two days. Last, uh, this, this last week here, it's really been exciting to watch. And it all began back going back to the first eclipse. We get the second eclipse. I'm not going to explain why that matters. We're so we're, we're, we're past that. We got this date. We got this pred- prediction right. You can go listen to my last two episodes if you want to listen to me rant about being right. Okay. I'm not going to, you know, continue on with that. Now we look forward. Now we look at what's next. Now let's look at this cryptocurrency space. Uh, crypto Kratos Five Spot. Appreciate the super chat. The Shemitah begins one year to go. Long live the shorts. I huddle the exchange rate peg. Yeah. So, uh, We knew it was gonna get shaken up, 222 viewers in the live chat so far. We got a party starting here tonight, folks. Let's refresh 17,000 for your Bitcoin price, 17,179. $1,250 for your Ethereum and our XRP is at 3833. XRP coming back down to that three for one deal. We love to see that. Now let's take a look here at the chart. This is your Bitcoin on the four hour zoomed back out. As I said, Look at this moon phase pattern. Right here, you got that new moon coming in on the first partial solar eclipse 1025. Boom. Bull trap rally. Okay, fantastic. We already shorted this thing. We got in here about 19,000. And then I re entered. I added to my Bitcoin short when we went above 21K. Up here at 21.5 is where we topped out. Okay, before the blood bath sacrifice came in. Full blood moon, lunar eclipse on the election day, chaos, distractions continuing on, and we're going to continue to expose it all the way on this platform. I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in and enjoying the show with me. Now, speaking of this election chaos, Chuck Colesto reporting, Nevada election officials say counting into next week is going to be happening in uh, Nevada there. 83% uh, reporting, and this was reported this morning at 9 a.m., okay? So this is the Nevada Senate race between Mastro and Lexalt, okay? And uh, we're going to continue to wait, and we're going to continue to hold back uh, any comment, any interjection that I could have for you guys on the election. I'm going to hold back right now, and I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm probably going to have to have a Rumble rant this month, so be prepared for me to announce that. We're probably going to have to go on Rumble at least one time this month to vent, to, to speak freely, so be prepared for that. But at this time, I'm not gonna report on it. I'm just gonna kind of let you know that it's still underway. They're still counting as I'm sure you guys are well aware. So I'm not gonna waste any further time on that distraction. Let's continue on with what Joe Biden continues to try to do here. Giving us a little bit of debt cancellation, federal judge declares President Biden's plan to cancel student debt unconstitutional. That's coming. A federal judge based out of Texas. Let's continue on, though. Gold Telegraph, breaking news. A U.N. official is warning more than 50 of the poorest developing countries are in danger of defaulting on their debt and becoming effectively bankrupt. Own some gold, protect yourself. I've been telling you guys, I got the partner at my website. You guys can find them. Precious Metals will help you roll over your 401k retirement account to Precious Metals if you're looking to do that. Now, continuing on Wall Street Silver, Russia announces 12 more countries want to join BRICS. If all are accepted, BRICS will have 50% of the world population and an even larger share of commodities such as oil, gas, metals, etc. If they figure out how to do currency, dot, dot, dot. Well, I'm here to tell you folks that they have got it figured out. They've done the CBDC pilot already in China well ahead. Of the rest of the world with their CBDC pilot with the whole new system, well ahead of the rest of the world. Model country as far as that plan goes. CBDCs and scores and um, other things that we can't speak on. Now, uh, the BRICS Nations are moving quickly. The poorest nations in the world, the 50 poorest nations potentially on the brink of default. Yes, right? We're gonna have a currency collapse in those native currencies and we're gonna to have to come to a level playing field and that's going to be done by commodities and real value. Um, cryptocurrencies are going to be a part of that and it's only gonna be a few. We're watching the BS, the Crypto Ponzi scheme, the pyramid scheme with you know, Sam Bankman fried being just one of many actors at the top of that pyramid, the top of that pyramid scheme that's been cryptocurrency, 99% of it's gonna go away we've been focused on a cryptocurrency you know a few cryptocurrencies that are actually building real infrastructure solving real problems part of as we titled this video a paradigm of responsible innovation think about that that's a reality of getting real deals done no bs no ponzi don't even need to really spend money on marketing because you you know you're just moving doing deals behind the scenes. Now that you're well you're, you know you're about to beat the SEC in a case. Now let's pay for some you know billboards. Let's pay for uh what was that the subway stations. We got a little we got a little bit of marketing happening now with Ripple. You know I think that they're getting ready and they're they've they're sitting on a treasure trove of cash and marketing resources. Just one of the many things that they're going to be ready to deploy. And we're actually looking at Ripple to be one of those companies that is actually going to be doing mergers acquisitions eating up their competition that's actually worth something and has a little bit of assets sam bankman freed was supposed to be the savior of crypto was supposed to be this nice guy we're going to get into that we're going to get into that check this out folks this situation's bad BlockFi is the latest pausing withdrawal citing lack of clarity on ftx This is being reported by Bloomberg. BlockFi says it's unable to operate business as usual due to a lack of clarity on the status of FTX.com, FTXUS, and Alameda. It says in a statement on Twitter, limiting platform activity, including pausing client withdrawals as allowed under company terms until further delay. So they're pausing all client withdrawals. Tells clients not to deposit to BlockFi wallet or interest accounts at this time. Folks, I hope you have an adult beverage. I hope you have something because this is absolutely ugly. Continuing on. Canadian teachers have a $95 million hole in their pen- pensions due to the pensions investment in FTX. This, this thing's, uh, the, the contagion that's spreading is, is happening so quickly. It's so far, and they're trying to limit this. They're trying to keep it down. Even Jim Cramer chiming in. Will this end without Tether going down? one of the major stable coins that we've been talking about for a while, Peter Schiff. If it turns out that Sam Bankman-Fried embezzled money from FTX to buy stakes in Robinhood or Scaramucci's Skybridge, those transactions will need to be unwound to claw back money to repay creditors. Maybe the Democrats will have to return his campaign donations. This could be a huge mess. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Sam Bankman-Fried was one of the major um, uh, supporters of of the Biden uh, presidency, donations coming from Sam bankman fried and FTX. They were doing the most marketing. And the reason why I like Peter Schiff and I respect Peter Schiff is because he's not afraid to call these guys out. As we've done in the past, sometimes these guys have to be called out on their BS, on their thing. And to watch all of these guys and and everything that they were selling, their whole program that we were saying is not it. We're saying that program's not it. Now, you know, Scaramucci, he's one of these guys, Wall Street guys, who is getting in on Algorand. He's getting in on real utility. But you guys are seeing everyone that was exposed to FTX, including Tom Brady. Stephen Curry, I mean, you name it, right? All of the athletes, the biggest Super Bowl commercials, rent, um, putting their names on stadiums, and the, the Miami-Dade County says that they're gonna go after and try to get FTX for everything. So they're going to be alongside all of the other bag holders in the uh, bankruptcy process, in, in the filings there. It's 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 a really sad situation here and it's spreading very quickly. Now, I got another one here from Wheezy. He found this. This is uh from CoinGeek explosive report on the Sam Bankman Freed fraud. Tether mints, FTX liquidates, and alameda pads the balance sheet. Let's get on into this, folks. This is very interesting, and this explains the whole situation here. So Tether mints, FTX liquidates, and Alameda pads the balance sheet. Tether's suspected ties to bank fraud are under a more powerful microscope as America's top financial cops take over a stalled investigation of the world's largest stable coin by market cap. This week, Bloomberg reported that the US Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York has assigned US Attorney Damian Williams to kickstart the Department of Justice's ongoing probe into whether Tether's parent company Bitfinex uh, committed bank fraud while it was getting its USDT stablecoin off the ground. And I believe that's supposed to be Bitfinex. Maybe they changed the ifinex, maybe something happened there, but I thought this was Bitfinex, but maybe they they changed their name or something. In July 2021, Bloomberg reported that the DOJ was investigating whether Tether executives quote, concealed from banks that transactions were linked to crypto during its early years. From its inception, Tether struggled to convince banks to enter into or sustain business relationships. As detailed in the $18.5 million settlement, Tether, And it's affiliated cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex reached in 2021 with the New York Attorney General. That's right. And that's the the case where I I refer to this case so often where we call as the New York Attorney General called Tether Bitfinex a fraudulent and deceptive scheme. The STNY are the unquestioned leaders in probing financial malfeasance, and as far as law enforcement goes, Williams is a crypto veteran. Williams has played significant roles in investigating money laundering by senior executives at BitMEX, insider trading at the Coinbase Nasdaq, uh, yeah, Coinbase exchange, and NFT marketplaces OpenSea, as well as crypto tax cheats and numerous other crypto-related shenanigans. Predictably, Tether released a blog post accusing Bloomberg of being desperate for attention in an industry that they just do not understand. Tether insisted that Bloomberg's reporting isn't even factual and claimed it was business as usual at the unaudited since inception firm. That's right, folks. We've never gotten a true audit, okay? We've never gotten a true audit here from Tether and it's just being proven uh, in court, already settlement happened, where it was proven to be a deceptive and fraudulent scheme. Now, where this gets really interesting and the level that this goes, you can guys can go down this rabbit hole further if you want. I'm gonna read off this post because I found this super interesting. This one right here from uh, this gentleman named Smolting Wassey I Inverse Bra is his name on Twitter uh he's saying right here calling sam bankman fried an agent now we've talked about the what our government uh the stake in cryptocurrencies that they have the stake that they have in bitcoin going back to the inception of this mysterious creator uh satoshi nakamoto but this this gentleman right here put together this thread that i'm going to read off for you guys because i think this is spot on if i were an intelligence agency and i was concerned my adversaries were using crypto to launder funds how would i stop that first i'd find the central casting idea of a tech founder an mit dropout finance cargo shorts long hair sleeps on a beanbag kind of guy then i'd stick him offshore and claim he's discovered an arbitrage on a forex market. The details don't matter, but it should require unauditable OTC transactions and credibly add up to a couple billion bucks. All that matters is it's mildly believable and it's not on chain. Then I'd have them use those funds to build a very large crypto exchange. The goal here is to subsidize the thing until you see enough trading volume to see the state of the market at any moment. Only then you can start understanding how these illegal war funds are moving. Great, okay, now you have legibility into all crypto transactions for a handful of currencies and you are starting to understand where cash flows are going. What's next? Every time a project fails, let's take a little bit of that R money and use it to bail out their products. On the grand scale of things, this is a tiny cost compared to what you are making in suitcases of cash washing up outside of your office, but gives you information rights into any currency you can own on your exchange. Okay, now you essentially have rebuilt IRS level audibility into decentralized currencies in just a few years. Your great power adversaries are significantly weakened, total cost, a few billion, and a sports stadium sponsorship. And then you get Tom Brady to pile into and help you promote it as well and that's the scheme essentially folks and as it's been already uncovered by the twitter sleuths everyone doing the research within the community sam bakeman fried has been sitting across the table with gary Gensler, good guy gary and these guys are going to completely sell out everything they're going to sell out all the data all the transactions that's why they are collecting all the kyc they're looking to do the deals now Will Sam Bankman-Fried see jail? It looks like he's most likely gonna be seeing some jail time because he was doing some stuff on the back end. It's never enough for these guys. The greed takes over. And they're the same guys that are selling you the BS. You, he, he wanted to give his $22 billion uh, wealth, $22 billion worth of wealth he claimed, that he was gonna give all to charity. That, th- those are the guys they are gonna completely be on the back end gambling against their users. And what you see right here, what they built, Sam Bankman Freed sitting across the table doing deals, and we already know, uh, we've seen uh, BitBoy Crypto even talking about this, how Sam Bankman Freed is going to sell out everyone. He is going to, he, he, basically with Gary Gensler, they're trying to continue the monopolization of this space. They already own it, Wall Street boys already own it. The boys and girls at Wall Street already own all of finance the stock market, everything. Completely manipulated, they got very good control over it. And there's no way that they were gonna let this new cryptocurrency, this new innovation, uh, go on, go about in a way that they didn't have control over. And Sam Bankman free not only, not only was he selling out the people that were using, and, and the users on exchange, he was doing them dirty by trading on the back end and, and not being responsible. Not being responsible at best down uh, completely corrupt and evil at worst trying to monopolize the space sitting across good guy, Gary and sitting down across the table with these guys that are being proven right now and the power shifting. We have a, a congressman that are speaking about going after the sec on both sides of the aisle. This is a beautiful thing to see get exposed. Okay. And although this moment is painful, Although it's sad to see everyone getting liquidated and two trillion gone from the cryptocurrency space. We knew this was coming. We knew it was inevitable. And and we say, thank you, God, for letting us see the light. (laughs) Not investing in this BS, not trusting any of the exchanges. Now, I do want to make a quick point. Here we see zero hedge reporting. FTX says, uh, FTX US says trading may be halted in a few days. FTX US tells customers to close down any positions they want to. Then we have breaking Tether, reportedly begins freezing USDT addresses owned by FTX at the request of law enforcement. These guys are doing whatever the law tells them to do, right, and they were corrupt, and so that's where that backroom deal gets done, where they're trying to limit their sentence. They're trying to limit the jail time that they're going to have to serve. There's a reason why they set up the, the entities in the Bahamas and offshores out of the jurisdiction of the SEC. Okay? But I wanted to make a point that, folks, I'm right there with you guys. It is very tough to, you know, try to have stable coins, have money loaded up on the exchanges, ready to buy the dip ready to buy more of these suppressed assets. And you don't know if your account's going to get frozen. You don't know if withdrawals are going to get halted. Here's the points that I want to make. Do not panic during these times and try to be saving your money and trying to make moves rather quickly, because that's when you make mistakes. That's when you don't double check the address, the, 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 the tag, wherever the memo, everything that you got to send to make the transaction go through, this is where mistakes and errors are made. So well, first off, do not panic. Number 2 you already should have had your cryptocurrency off the exchanges that's your long term holdings then going forward you should only have what you can you know uh, aff- afford to invest in the cryptocurrency space loaded up on these exchanges and you have to understand your risk risk tolerance right if if, if let's say you're comfortable having $10,000 loaded up in stable coins on the exchanges ready to go that's great your risk tolerance allows that you're comfortable with that. And if these, if these funds get frozen up, if you can't withdraw them, if you don't have access, you are not going to starve. You're not gonna you're not be able to pay your bills, right? So that's understanding your risk tolerance, but none of these exchanges are to be trusted. I made the analogy. I made profits shorting this Bitcoin, the, the recent market move, right? I took my chips off the table, but now I can't leave the casino. They've shut the doors. I took my profit, i.e. out of my Bitcoin short into Tether on QCoin, an exchange that's based out of Hong Kong. Do you think that I'm comfortable with that? Absolutely not. But that's, that's the risk that I'm playing with. That's the gamble that I'm making. I'm comfortable. If my trading bags frozen up or halted, it's fine. I'm not gonna starve but I, I understand that risk tolerance okay and right now I'm on tether and I'm I was thinking about moving it into another stable coin um, but right now like I said I'm not panicking and I'm not trying to make you know a, a bunch of moves trying to figure out what which exchange is going to make it none of these exchanges are good, are trustworthy it's a matter of investing in the ones that we do think are going to make it are trying to comply and a couple of those would be uphold you know coinbase um, even even FTX can get bought out by somebody else and then come into compliance. They'll settle up, they're gonna go bankrupt, right? The assets that are you know remaining maybe get paid out to people over time. It's all a mess, right? But my thing is, don't panic. And two, you should only have what you can have, afford to lose on these exchanges, what you can afford to invest in the cryptocurrency space, right? because at any time this can get halted and we're seeing it right now. This is a liquidity crisis. And I got people that are coming to me right now. Bro, you need to teach me how to trade right now, man. I need to make money whether the market's going up or down. It's like, okay, wait, hold up. Take a look around. This is carnage, blood in the streets, sacrifice of the whole cryptocurrency space. That is a, a liquidity crisis by definition. And you wanna step into that casino? I'm telling you right now that I'm in the casino, looking outside, waving at you. I got my money, my chips. They haven't paid me out my US dollars, but I got my chips, i.e. Tether, and I'm stuck in here. And I'm all, and they, they said last call, we got one more drink, and we're, we're about to get a little bit upset because they're not letting us leave with our money. But I didn't even try to move my funds. I didn't even try to move my funds, right? But nonetheless, I'm prepared to, if I have to, I'm watching this closely. But um, you know, guys, be careful out there. This is the liquidity crisis and you don't step up right now and I'm gonna start trading today. The reason why I took profit on my Bitcoin short is because Qcoin was already glitching out and lagging and giving me a hard time when the, the, the crash had just begun. I took profit at 19K on my Bitcoin short. 13%. Happy as a clan because I was all in. Took the money and ran. But then they didn't let me leave. They didn't let me leave the casino. But I wasn't going to wait around. Yeah, I could have rode it around to 17k to 16k, right? I don't look back. I don't look back and I don't and I don't I don't worry about being greedy right now. And if you're coming to me and you're saying, hey, you need to teach me to trade right now. Uh, you, have, you have problems outside of that. Your problem isn't that you don't know how to trade, right? You got other problems and I don't know. I'm not your financial advisor. And, and, and I try to help you out as much as I can by dropping as much knowledge as, as far as how I'm maneuvering. Okay, But if you have other issues, I'm not gonna be able to fix it by you coming and me showing you how to trade. I'm not actually, I'm, I don't have a course on trading. I'm not trying to teach people how to trade. We will show you how to set up your trade. But then we say, you're on your own. I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm not here to send signals. I'm not a trader. I'm a hodler. Okay. But nonetheless, right now, you need to understand that we're in the middle of a liquidity crisis. So you got it. You already should have had your cryptocurrency long term holdings off the exchanges. This should be a wake up call. Okay. So let's get our crypto off the exchanges, okay, cold storage devices, and then whatever you have on these exchanges for stable coins or cryptocurrency, be prepared for it to be frozen up, halted, not know not uh, the ability to withdraw, and be prepared for liquidity to go, go basically down to nothing in this space. If all these exchanges are freezing, uh, liquidity can dry up rather quickly. The contagion is spreading rapidly. Now, Tyler says, it looks like Alameda is shorting USDT, if they're right, we are super duper effed. If they're wrong, we are super duper effed. Either way, this goes good. This is a very, very bad situation. But uh, we got some interesting news coming in today from James Philan in regards to the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. We have two new amicus briefs in support of the SEC file. Now, uh, these are some of the most ridiculous briefs filed. This first one, um, this first one, uh, no, sorry. The other one, this isn't it. This is the second one that was filed by New Sports Economy Institute, okay? But there was another one filed and it was, it was an embarrassingly filed brief. I mean, it was ridiculous. The guy himself afterwards was even saying that it was poorly written, literally. The lawyer that submitted the brief said and admitted in Twitter threads just after he filed it, that he did it in like a few hours and rushed it and that, yeah, it wasn't written that well. It's like, what's, what's going on here? Is, is the SEC paying you guys to, paying a couple desperate lawyers to file some amicus briefs in support of the SEC? They were both just absolutely embarrassing, embarrassing briefs. But this is where this gets very exciting as we shift. And we have this um, new Congress stepping in and we got Tom Emmer, one of the one of the good guys, uh, talking the game. Let's see if he follows through here, if he's actually able to hold Gary Gensler accountable. But he says, interesting, Gary Ginster runs to the media while reports to my office allege, excuse me, this is from Tom Emmer, interesting, Gary Ginster runs to the media while reports to my office allege he was helping SBF and FTX work on legal loopholes to obtain a regulatory monopoly, we're looking into this, and we've been saying this the whole time, let's go after these bad actors, let's clean this out, we need to get these guys out. Not only do we have just the outright Ponzi schemes, the outright no utility doing nothing, but then we had these guys that were trying to do some dirty games, doing some dirty tricks, some behind the scenes deals to monopolize the industry. That's not good for the space. And the SEC three letter agency is completely out of control. But this is also giving ammo to the White House. Now saying that regulation of cryptocurrencies is needed. So are we going to see Joe, he already did pass an executive order, right? in regards to the cryptocurrency, there were some interesting things in there. Some talk of the CBDC coming out, right? Interesting moves coming from the White House. The situation over there is uh, very, very interesting in DC. Now, what a year it has been. Fun fact, just one year ago today, Bitcoin reached an all time high of $69,000. And uh, it's been one year now, the one year anniversary of Bitcoin popping out at (laughs) 69,000. Now, uh, folks, remember, at that time last year, that's when we were saying, guys, from all of our analysis, everything that we're looking at, it looks like the bear market's gonna begin in December. The date that I'm watching is December 4th for the bear market to begin, and uh, that is exactly what played out. One year later, we come and we set new lows, new lows during this bear cycle exactly one year later. What a beautiful thing it's been to to watch this unfold, but it also hurts to watch our cryptocurrency bags get absolutely smashed and sacrificed. But we have that conviction. We understand what we hold and we understand as I title this video, that a paradigm of responsible innovation is coming. It is here. There are real players like ripple and circle that are getting real deals done, solving real problems. Now, This one was shared by XRP Darren, so huge shout out, Fame21More on Twitter. The head of policy at Circle is very confident that the USA will soon introduce regulation that will define stablecoins and classify other altcoins as commodities. Utility will reign supreme. Okay, so this is the head of policy at Circle, and I want you guys to listen to what he has to say. This is very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's probably the only reason I'm not in Thailand right now um, is because, as you can imagine, a big portion of my job is keeping an eye on Washington and trying to encourage the United States to figure out what is the right model of responsible innovation. Um, and and despite the noise and despite the news, I've actually never been more optimistic than I am now um, that... Uh, the US, while maybe slow to the party, will invariably help lead what is a paradigm of responsible innovation in the space. And we see it from the Biden administration's executive order on crypto assets, which made a very clear call for leadership on the technology, but also leadership in enabling this innovation. Um, and so I've never been more optimistic. There's also two bills in Congress, one in the Senate and one in the House Financial Services Committee, which would capture two corners of the market. One of them is a bill on payment stablecoins, which is the world Circle lives in and companies like ours live in, and the other is on this classification of a lot of the digital assets in circulation as digital commodities. Um, And I think those two things being passed in the United States Starts to allow other jurisdictions around the world to harmonize to a standard, whether it's anchoring to a U.S. standard or developing novel standards of their own. I think that is candidly an area of great opportunity for many countries around the world is to start being um, the locations where the responsible actors will coalesce and build build these networks out. But I, I've, I've remained optimistic I suppose that's how we're supposed to be wired as entrepreneurs um they're americans and americans (laughs) and and i'm i'm optimistic that we will figure this out yeah well
0: so there you have it folks he is optimistic and that is the head of policy at circle working on that digital dollar usdc well ahead of the game looking to comply with regulations and they're saying that the key issue is payment stable coins and that's what's so key about XRP guys people think that it's bad to call XRP a stable coin no it's stable coin because of the timing of the transaction so quick. So within that three seconds that your transaction settled, you have nearly no volatility. That's what makes XRP a payment stable coin. But then we also understand that today's XRP will be defined as a digital commodity. Today's XRP gives you no investment contract with Ripple. Today's XRP is its own decentralized digital commodity that can be used as a payment stable coin. It can be used for other utility as we're seeing in the Amicus brief filings. And as he says, this is what's key. The United States is holding back everyone. And this United States standard, this is gonna be the new standard, right? And this is what everyone called XRP, right? XRP the standard. We're gonna have this with the settlement. We're gonna have this with this case being wrapped up, setting forth the precedent, okay? And then we're going to have uh, the rest of the world already rolling out digital assets, already got their regulation passed. Now we're just waiting on the United States. And as we're seeing with the ISO standard, being an international standard. This is just like the UN, right? It's just like the table where everyone can come to agree upon. All of the banking financial world can come to the table and agree upon this. That That is greater than any one nation, but because the United States holds that world reserve currency and we're willing to enforce it at the end of the barrel of the gun, that's why we're stalled out. The banking cartel liked the old world, the old system. the the The, the old guard needs their hand held as they roll into the new world. They, they don't understand this technology, so they have to partner up with players like circle, as he says, more optimistic than ever. You get a similar tone from Brad Gallinghouse and team at ripple best position. They've ever been in based off of the cash that they're sitting in record amount amount of on-demand liquidity taking place a record amount of XRP being sold to their on-demand liquidity partners and then we talk about the supply shock that's going to take place as soon as we get real utility announced. Now, I did want to mention that CZ Binance talked about their transparency. They're sitting on like 400 million XRP. Just one exchange right there sitting on nearly half a billion XRP. Right? And and that's obviously going to be in the hands of the that's their clients, going to be some of their clients XRP and then I'm sure they're sitting on some themselves, right? Um uh, but this is what I've talked about. There's gonna be a serious supply shock once we get this settlement, once we get the regulation, once they let this thing go, uh, we enter a whole new, a new paradigm of responsible innovation, ripple and circle leading the way. Now, I wanted to share this. This one was from Genie Reborn on Twitter. All it takes is for two central banks to decide settling through XRP and its price will skyrocket. The size of the transactions will require far more liquidity than is currently available now. Regulations will pave the way to trusted on-demand liquidity. Now, this is a quote here from Bob Way. Bob Way used to work at Ripple, okay, uh, from 2013 to 2018. Built and managed Ripple's integration engineering team. Okay, a big part of co-inventor of several of Ripple's interledger protocol technologies. Selected patents below. Okay, but this quote here. Uh, this is directly from Bob Way. Several people left fancy jobs and joined Ripple because I paraphrase, quote, if we capture even a minor fraction of the international payments market, do you know the value of XRP we will need to have to support that? Do the math, really, really big trade number divided by 100 billion XRP equals wow. Those sort of conversions always buoyed my spirits and made me smile. But really, they also gave me anxiety and made me remember that my job was to make sure we don't all F this up. (laughs) They had a major task at hand. And as he says here, even if they just got a fraction, a minor fraction of the international payments market, do you know the value XRP will need to have to support that? Now, recently, some people are trying to play around with the numbers, do the calculations, disprove why we needed a high price of XRP. And we continue to break that down and answer those those people that just don't quite understand the XRP ledger, the how big these payment flows are, how big these networks are, six trillion alone at Swift, 14 trillion at ACI Worldwide. That's just two payment networks right there doing $20 trillion of settlement daily. And then we have a limited supply of XRP and you don't divide it by 100 billion XRP because that XRP is not all in circulation. Most of that XRP is in escrow and it's being held by you and me, waiting waiting for something to happen. It's being held by other people, using it for utility. No, now if they just get a minor fraction, right? We're talking about a really, really big trade number divided by 100 billion XRP equals, wow. Either way, you you play with the numbers till the sun comes up tomorrow night. Even if we're halfway wrong, we still have to be at a, a, a much higher price than a 40, 50 cent XRP. We have to be at a higher price than a $5 XRP. Even with settle, settlement times at three seconds, even with, say we even had 50 billion XRP to run all of these various networks, you still have, 44 million transactions that are taking place every single day at Swift alone. So you have millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of transactions taking place every single day. There is not enough XRP to do that. And to provide the liquidity to move the value that moves across these networks, you would need a higher price as well. If you're limited in supply, well, that means that you need a higher price. It's very simple math and you don't just dream up liquidity. It's not just like, okay, okay yeah, here's a, you know a billion XRP for everyone to settle with and that's fine. No, that XRP is gonna have to be at a higher price for it to settle the value. You're moving from one currency to another. You're moving from one currency to gold. You're moving from one commodity to another commodity. You're using XRP for some other utility that, you're, you're burning, you're, you're building pe- uh, Pudgy Penguin NFTs and you're burning XRP every time you mint one of those damn things. This is where this gets exciting, folks. There is not 100 billion XRP when you do that calculation. And then you look at the size of all these networks, the derivatives market, quadrillions of dollars, and we act like we've accomplished anything in the cryptocurrency space. It's been really fun, it's been really cute, the first decade of the crypto experience, even though we know true distributed ledger technology goes back decades, i.e. David Schwartz patent, 1988, but, over the last decade and you know, over the last few years that has become uh, more mainstream, we're all still early adopters. If you're listening to me, you're actually still an early adopter, uh, but you're seeing that 99% of the space does not have real utility. 99% of the space does not make sense. What we've invested in makes sense. And it's problems that are valued in the trillions of dollars every single damn day. It's so much different than the market cap calculation which I think should only be applied to Bitcoin. The market cap calculation only is worth so much, but it can be applied to Bitcoin. We can look at Bitcoin as a traditional stock essentially because the supply is already there. We know what it's going to be. And uh, basically it is the money that people are willing to park in a a uh, blockchain that has no utility. So it's just basically based off of who's, who's dumb enough to buy some Bitcoin. Um, because it has no utility. And I know I'm not supposed to be mean to the Bitcoin folks. I'm supposed to be nice and I'm supposed to act like Bitcoin has a role. It does not. It is old technology. AOL is not with us anymore. We are not using dial-up. Dial-up does not have a space in our reality anymore. We can put satellites up in low earth orbit and beam down internet across the planet. Thank you, Elon. We don't need dial-up technology anymore. It's irrelevant. And that's what this is too so if we we understand that uh we don't want to be emotional we want to look at what problems are being solved and who's actually getting deals done who's being respected in the space and that's all that i invest in when i'm investing in cryptocurrency what tables are they sitting at what deals are they getting done right and who's running this show obviously you have to have fundamental tokenomics that make sense you have to have uh, a supply that you can count on now. And we know we have predictability, a billion XRPs getting released, to, uh, ripple every single month from that escrow. They are returning 80% of it, 20% of that supply, about you know, a couple hundred million of it every month is being sold to their on-demand liquidity partners. And then when we read that market report from ripple, they're buying $2.5 billion worth of XRP off the secondary markets. Let me repeat that. They traded 2.5 billion funny money, monopoly money, USD for XRP so that they could turn around and sell 2.8 billion to their on-demand liquidity partners. So we continue to break down this beautiful opportunity. As we write out the chaos, we need to understand that uh, Patience is going to take us through the next few months. Patience, remembering why we're here, remembering these quotes that we've pulled up from Bob Way, from all the people working at Ripple, from this gentleman head of policy at Circle that's telling us he's more optimistic than ever before. While the rest of the space is getting sacrificed, that's their game. That's their casino. We didn't, I never played in that. I didn't play in that. The most that I'm playing around is shorting a little Bitcoin, having a little fun on QCoin, not financial advice. Okay? And I'm gonna to continue to break down these utility cryptocurrencies. As we're in this bear market, we've been able to expand our program talking about all of these asset classes. And so I'm just trying to make sure that we're tapped in and understand that we do still believe cryptocurrency is the biggest and best opportunity out of all of the investments that could potentially be made right now. But we also have to understand, we got to make sure that we're going to maintain our job, we're going to maintain our income, our business is going to survive this recession. We have our prepping and essentials, storms come through, situations happen, false flags are maybe potentially going to occur. Critical civilian infrastructure is in the crosshairs of uh, basically an essentially a world war that we're currently still in chaos. I, I can't say it an election cycle playing through. Let's, let's continue to watch that here in the United States, right? And then the cryptocurrency space, once again, all the reason for these regulators, all the reason for our government to move in and strike down so many of these projects, uh, that are just going to go into hiding. They're going to try to take the money and run. Now, there is reports that Sam Bankman fried was arrested at the airport there in the Bahamas today. That's unconfirmed. We'll continue to watch. I mean, it's just a matter of time, I'm sure, before he does get arrested. And they, they knew, he. I'm sure they knew he was on flight risk. And I think these guys, it's... Um, one thing to be playing games on the internet—it's it, one thing there, right? Until the government—it uh, it was basically uh, what was it—the regulators in the Bahamas was demanding payment from FTX today, and they said that they were able to uh, pay them off. So they're not paying back their users, but they're paying off that government back there in the Bahamas. And I think that they—they—they they, they knew what 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 risk they had there, what penalty was awaiting them there that that uh, little island, they were trapped on that little island with nowhere to run. And I, I think he did try to run here. It's being unconfirmed reports that Sam Bankman-Fried has been arrested at the airport there in the Bahamas. For those of you guys who don't know, he had a major big penthouse there in the Bahamas. And you know, it was just the poster boy, right? I was just listening to a TikTok by Kevin O'Leary about how Sam Bankman-Fried was the most valuable hands on top of a keyboard in the world Right, that, that's, that's how everyone was viewing Sam Bankman-Fried and what was going on at FTX. And now this whole thing's gone bust. And we see billions of dollars of wealth lost, trillions of dollars of market cap lost in the overall cryptocurrency space over the last year. It's been brutal. We got a little bit of a ways to go, but I want to keep on reminding you guys, I want to remain positive that on the other side of this thing, if we are just even halfway right, if we just get a fraction of what we're talking about capturing, Generational wealth will be created. You will, at the very least, change your life. So I remain confident. Um, and guys, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to answer the question: Is now a good time to buy? Just let's 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 never ask that question again, because that means that you don't understand what you're investing in. Now, I've I've laid out where this market's kind of going, and. I do think that the bottom is still not in, but when it comes to certain things, we're not waiting around. I'm not waiting around for my silver. I'm not waiting around for my suppressed assets, silver, XRP, okay? And suppressed assets that are being heavily manipulated and that you're not able to get easily. Your silver, you're not able to get easily. You're paying well over spot. Your dealer's running short. He's telling you, and I'm hearing plenty of stories of dealers not even able to get in their supply. Okay, that's great. I'm seeing the same thing with XRP. Ripple's not giving any to the exchanges. The exchanges are in a liquidity crisis. Do you think that those exchanges have your XRP? Something to consider. Do they have the rest of your cryptocurrency? Or do they just got digits on a screen? Do they just got tether? Do they just got, you know, a nice big bag of tether, like we're seeing here. Folks, we've laid it all out and I hope you guys have been taking action because this has been a great buying opportunity for those of you guys that were prepared, okay? Um, And are we prepared to go lower? Yes, fundamentally we're not done. Fundamentally, this is just getting started. This is the first wave of a uh, ongoing pandemic, financial pandemic. The contagion is spreading, right? And and what we've been investing in this whole time, why we can sleep soundly at night is the new paradigm of responsible innovation. So I appreciate all of you guys for joining me tonight. It is always a pleasure. I just wanna say thank you, Kay. I will be dropping some more content tomorrow. And then, like I said, I got to interview Molly Elmore is going to be coming on my show Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Really looking forward to that session. And uh, we got a lot of good stuff on the way. So make sure you guys hit that notification bell. Don't miss any of our content. And if you guys can on the way out, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care, and God bless.